Let us take a moment and talk about Detective Comics number 1061 out this week from DC Comics. And I will tell you, dear listeners, that if you haven't been reading Batman or Detective Comics in the last, I don't know, four years, uh, probably not a good place to jump on board. I don't know why Riddler, I mean, I, I think I have not read Detective Comics in, well, pre-1000. I definitely know I haven't read it pre-1000. So 61 issues. So what is that? Two weeks of Batman Comics? <laughs> Three weeks. Three weeks of Batman Comics. Yeah, 20, 21 issues a week. Is yep. Um, Why is the Riddler a hipster doofus? I, I have no idea. I, I thought that Gotham Girl was taken down and, and gotten rid of. That tells you how long ago I read Detective Comics. She was killed, though. Her brother was, like... Killed? Killed or incapacitated. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's dead dead, because we keep seeing his body floating around in a tube. But, yeah. She was just badly wounded and, like, left... Uh, but she's a, is she a bad guy or a good guy? She is... Because in this issue, she's definitely not a good person. She has been the protagonist of the series, but... Uh, or the backup. And the yeah. backup has been about her instability because uh, I read I want to say I read the first issue of this arc and asked at that point in time why is the Riddler hipster doofus uh, but then we also got to a point where I believe Gotham girl faked her death if I'm not mistaken yeah uh, and then came back and she's like now I'm going to be a superhero again so and why does she have the infinity s- symbol drawn on her face because she she's she's new and she's different is that supposed to be her mask and- yeah, that's oh, our mask. God. It doesn't really cover <laughs> anything. It's like well, masks aren't Matthew, about coverage. Matthew, get a get a get a, a sharpie marker and draw an infinity symbol on your on your face, and let's see if people know it's you. Masks aren't about protecting your secret identity anymore. I mean, secret identities. Well, are, obviously are no not, really because apparently Batman has has been involved with some woman for some time now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know she's masked up and tied up. Uh, and uh, the Riddler's about to kill her, and so Batman and uh, a Batgirl, Batgirl jump up to save both her and uh, the Doctor. What's her name? Uh, Chase Meridian. Chase Meridian, that's right. She's Val Kilmer's girlfriend from Batman Returns. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Batman leans into her and starts talking to her, and she's like, I know who you are! And then she jumps off off the scales of uh, the Gotham uh, Statue of Liberty into the, into the harbor, and nobody can find off her the- body. Jumps off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, this is like the end of an arc, not a. This is the end of a story, not the not the beginning of a story, not a great jumping on point. But I will say it did remind me very much of my early days of reading Batman in in the eighties, right? Because uh, I'm coming in in the eighties, totally blind, never having read Batman comics before, maybe one or two here or there, but they were self contained stories. And remembering opening things up and going, who is this guy? What's this guy's deal? KGB West? What is it? KGB? That doesn't make any sense. Who's what's his story? You know, so I kind of had that feeling again today when I read Detective Comics 1061 in that I didn't really know what's going on. You can kind of follow it because you know who the Riddler is. You know who Talia Agul is. You know who Bad Girl is. You know who the Huntress is. But all these other people in the stories that they're telling you have to put a lot together in your head to kind of make sense of the story. Um, if you haven't read the previous parts, mm-hmm. I followed the story fine. I followed the story enough to know what's going on and to see what the, 
the dealio was. But if you're someone who's like, oh, I think I would like to get into a comic book. What? Let me read this thing called Detective Comics. And this is your first issue. You're going to be, I think you're going to be lost. Then again, this probably, again, I will say this probably shouldn't be your first issue, but you're going to have to get in at some place. So you might as well get in now, jump in with both feet, carry it through for the next year and see if it doesn't make sense for you in a year from now. Um, so that's, that's kind of my take on the story, Matthew. I didn't like this story because this felt very gimmicky because this arc started in like 1058 or 1059. And it started with uh, the Riddler being all, Ooh, now I'm a social media influencer and I have my podcast. Yeah. And apparently everybody in the world listens. It's like the iCarly show. Everybody in the world listens to the Riddler, even though, you know, he's uh, an underworld. But Uber is Uber. he, though? I've never really he heard is. of this Riddler person. Just like, you he know, sold when, his so, soul of the devil. like when uh, Batman finally makes an appearance on video during the live stream and you see the reactions of people going, oh, my gosh, the Batman's really real. Um, I kind of have that same feeling that, you know, there's probably a lot of people who listen to the Joe Rogan podcast around the world who have no idea about Joe Rogan's past. There's still people today that, I, that, that say, Oh yeah, the Joe Rogan podcast. And I'm like, you remember when he was on news radio and they're like, what he was on TV. I was like, yeah, multiple times. Uh, and so I can, I can see people who are not familiar with the Riddler uh, jumping on and listening to the sky as a, as a kooky conspiracy theory guy talking about why is Batman tormenting all these people in the world. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not super hard for me to believe that he would have a large following. I feel like for me, it is one of those things where we've seen him on like national television, making announcements where I'm going to kill the entirety yeah, of Gotham. If was, you don't tell me he was making what those sort on, of banana has a, a ballpoint pen. He was, he was yeah. making those announcements on C-SPAN too. Don't. don't. We are far too deep in any iteration of the DC universe to any argument about anyone still being an urban legend. You know, I I don't know. It it doesn't work for me. Every time they try it, it doesn't work for me. And this, this whole arc kind of smacks of a, Hey kids, do you like the rock and roll for me? Because it's, it's all about Hitler has this podcast throwing truth bombs from behind the glass. You know, I, I saw a movie about this when I was 17 with Christian Slater. Um, but I don't know. I just, the whole thing ends up being yet another Al Ghul thing. And yeah, yeah. I think she's like been doing that. Every, what was, a, I read a Batman comic not too long ago where ever since they executed Rachel Ghul, she's yeah. been just in oh, yeah, everything. She's, yeah, she, I think it was a Superman comic that I read her in. Uh, where she's yeah. basically, you know that she is the big bad behind everything. She is the one manipulating stuff. She's the one that if Checkmate had an, an arch nemesis that they actually mm-hmm. could identify, uh, they would discover that she's the one behind it. She is the Hydra uh, super soldier agent in disguise, yep. hidden in the shadows, waiting to strike. Yeah, yeah. From I'm sort of fine with that. I, I, I feel like, you know, Talia being a kingpin behind the scenes is great, but... Talia being in everything at all times, you know, Talia being behind the scenes in Deathstroke, Talia being behind the scenes in Superman, Talia being behind the scenes here, Talia being in front of the scenes and punching people in, you know, Robin's book. It just, it feels like a lot of Talia. Um, I will say my favorite part 
of either of these stories is the fact that, and I don't know if they mention it here, a Gotham girl has found an abandoned uh, building on the outskirts of Gotham to be her headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out it's Wade Manor. Mm. Because uh, after Alfred's death, Bruce basically left Wayne Manor uh, behind. And so the abandoned Wayne Manor is now a Gotham girl's creepy headquarters, mm. which just cracks me up for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. Now, does he live downtown in a high rise? Uh, I don't know where he lives. Have we I gone mean, back the to last, the 70s? The last time I read Batman died horribly, he was uh, eaten by Darkseid in space. So, oh, and the I don't death know of the lives. JLA, JLA yeah, 75. That was yeah. like, what, four months ago? No, that was like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. It was a lot more than two weeks ago. JLA 75? That was B- JLA 75. I reviewed it before Dark Crisis, and I reviewed Dark Crisis like three weeks ago. Uh, it's a lot more than two weeks. Well, it is, it is showing. Yeah, it is showing that that came out at the end of April. Hmm, so you're right. Yeah, it yeah. just feels like it was sooner than that, just because of all yeah, the because uh, because we've had five stories building on that, and nothing has actually happened in the past yeah. four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Uh, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've talked about this uh, this week on the Legion Clubhouse podcast about mm-hmm. Dark Side and the use of Dark Side and and how you are supposed to use uh, supervillain sparingly. So Rachel Gould. You know, at the heyday of his uh, Neil Adams, hairy-chested Batman stuff, mm-hmm. he was not around every time you turned around. He would show up, I don't know, once every two years, you know, in a, in a short arc or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really not that often. Because when he did, you knew that something something big was going to happen, right? Sure. And I think that that's maybe what they need to maybe take a moment and think about Talia, right? Is that you're right. Maybe she doesn't need to be everywhere unless you're trying to build to a larger conspiracy of something. And then in which case that's fine. But uh, yeah, have her show up like once every two years, do a little thing with Batman, disappear, Robin or whoever and disappear, go on an adventure for a big. And that's when you know it's a big story. And, you know, the rest of the time, the Riddler, Egghead, King Tut, uh, mm-hmm. have Batman fight those guys. Uh, you know, uh, you know, three, three three to six issues, uh, for each of their stories. And then by the time you're done with that, then you're back to a Talia story or a Rachel Gould story. And then you, you flip back around to again, their flater mouse and, and the rest. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then maybe a a Superman, Batman, poison Ivy, Harley Quinn team up, uh, kind of story. And that's, that's what you do. for. I I have just, I have just planned DC's next four years of Batman comics, Batman and detective comics. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a formula, right? And so you need to, you need to figure out where, who is your, who is the biggest villain for these characters and then use them sparingly so that when they appear, it feels important because honestly, Talia shows up in the Batcave or wherever uh, Bruce is at at the end of part one and is like, blah, 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 blah. And Batman's like, yes, blah, 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 Talia, blah, blah, blah. And then she disappears and I'm like, that's it. That's that's her big thing. And it was really felt like a letdown. To have a big, important character like this just kind of pass through the scene and just say, hello, Batman, I'm walking through your scene. And Batman's like, I see you walking through my scene. And she's like, I'm now leaving your scene. He's like, I recognize that you're leaving my scene. And that's it. So I don't know. I I don't think that I think they need to uh, maybe uh, find out, figure out who's. And again, the Joker's. 
Joker needs to take a rest. He needs to take a five-year rest, right? No Joker for five years. Uh, because then when the Joker comes back, then it's a big deal. I feel like that's just as arbitrary as saying, okay, everybody Joker now. Uh, but I feel also like your your issue is not necessarily, you know, Talia being in everything. It's everyone wanting to use Talia. And I feel like if you're going to take over Batman and all of your plans are about the Joker and the Riddler and Talia and, you know, or even worse, Talia and Catwoman and all of the villains that Batman has nearly married and had sex with. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it just there should be some sort of maybe we can do something weird over here. Why don't we create this new character? Why don't we build something out of, you know, Leviathan? Why don't we build something out of the Leviathan storyline was really good over on action. That Leviathan yeah, that story turns was, out it was great. Manhunter, you know, I know. Right. Uh, but the, I really enjoyed the heck out of that story. Um, yeah, and think, that felt big. Know, that, that helped, that felt like it had a scope to it. Um, yeah. and I don't, I don't, and, you know, if this is the end of a, of a story arc in this issue. That's fine. But tell you showing up and doing whatever. I mean, did she appear in 60 and 59? Um, I don't remember if she was in 60. She was briefly in 59. Uh, just sort of a. Yeah. See that? I yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I really was, you know, she's on the cover smooching Batman and I'm like, Oh, let us, uh, let us see what's going on here. And then she doesn't really do anything. And I just felt like this issue wasn't representative of the cover, which you and I have also had long discussions yeah. on. I don't like that. I don't like being shortchanged. I don't feel like I, I feel like I'm being uh, bait and switched uh, by yeah. these covers. The last God, probably year worth of covers for detective have, you know, been doing uh, maybe every third issue actually has something to do with what's going on in the issue. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, I, I don't know if that's a thing of modern comics or if that's something no, that's where a thing we have that's to always have, been in comics. We have to have that issue drawn and, you know, the cover solicited six months beforehand or whatever it is. I don't know. Well, and that but was, it's, that it's was annoying. The, that was certainly the case with this week's Buffy 97 number one that I talked about on the major spoilers podcast, uh, now right. lost forever in the histories is that the cover and the solicitations, uh, did not match what we got. Because the solicitation, yeah. the story in the comic was totally different than the original solicitation. And yet they still used the cover, which was, which aligned better with the solicitation information for the issue. And that also caused me to be very angry this week. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in that. So let, let's just break this down. We have some issues with, um, you know, with Talia's role in this, mm -hmm. Gotham Girl, etc., as right. far as the writing goes, I thought the writing was very solid. As I said, this reminded me very much of reading uh, Batman back in back in the day, uh, you know, picking it up for the first time and not really knowing what was going on, but enthralled by the story. I don't think that there was anything really wrong with the structure of the story. So uh, if the uh, main story is uh, Mariko Tamaki, I think she did fine in that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I thought that that was I thought the story was solid. Uh, Ivan Rice doing the art. I really liked Ivan Rice's art in this. Uh, for whatever reason, um, I kind of dug what I was seeing on the page. So I don't have any problems with the art. I don't have a problem with the story. I don't have a problem with the coloring. Um, I mean, I, we have some nitpick things about why characters are placed where, but structurally, mm -hmm. there's there's nothing. This is a very solid issue from that standpoint. This is not a first issue comic, though, for anybody. 
Um, so I didn't really have a problem with that. What about you? Uh, I feel a little bit less positive about the construction. I feel like this is one of those stories where the pieces are all here. And I like, I like the dialogue and I like the use of, you know, the, the chase Meridian character. Yeah. yeah I too. don't necessarily know anything about the current status quo of Gotham post Joker war or Bane war or whatever. in the heck broke everything to pieces. And none of the books seem interested in telling me anything about that either. Uh, which I also feel like maybe is a, a bit of a flaw. You know, we're not getting the old school, hey, yeah, here's what came before. Editors' boxes, I think, really need to return uh, yep. across across comics, not just in, in DC, but Marvel, Boom, all that stuff. You need to put that in and say, because, again, with the readily ac- uh, accessible back issues in digital comics, it would be mm-hmm. very easy to say, oh, this uh, took place in Detective Comics uh, 1057. And then people are like, well, how do I get issue 1057? Oh, I know. I'll go over to Comixology and buy that. Or, in you know, just do it. They do so many in-house ads, have some in-house ads that say missed an issue. Go check out our Comixology page or our DC Comics app or DC Unlimited or whatever and pick up these issues now. That would be a great, that'd be a great little promo thing, DC Comics. Mm-hmm. And we give away so much good free business advice for these publishers. Do you remember the Rocket Racer? <sighs> the Rocket Racer. Now, this yeah, would in, be a Flash. In 1976. Yeah, this would be a Flash uh, villain, right? No, no. He's a Spider-Man villain. Oh, okay. Well, I see. I wasn't reading Marvel in 1977. So, in, well, because you were six, you weren't reading anything. In seven. 1976, skateboards were yeah. great. You were yeah, seven were. for the last three months. of Oh yeah. 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 The, 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 the little banana, not banana, but the little blue plastic, uh, skateboards. Skateboards were a big deal. In not the big decks like we have today. And, and so the rocket racer rode a skateboard to fight Spider-Man. And then a couple of years later, CB radios were all the rage. And so the, the road pig, no, what was his name? Uh, the warthog. no, uh, as, uh, the Arkansas, the Razorback showed up and drove a truck and used CB lingo. And the, the Riddler doing this podcast feels to me like that. It feels like, you know what we totally need? Stan, Stan, I drew this character. It's Frankie Avalon, but I couldn't get the hair right. Let's just cover him chrome and have him go with this other villain I drew. Who's that? He's got a big G on his chest. It's probably God. Okay, so you want the Fantastic Four to fight God and Frankie Avalon? Yes. Okay. It it really feels to me like one of those let's jump well, kind of feet first into something that we so, don't necessarily understand um, and make it part of our story. So here's here's my thought on that. Hmm. Um, every comic needs to feel like it is part of the time. Now, you who don't listen to a lot of podcasts, any at all, um, might look at this and go, I wouldn't believe that the Riddler would have a podcast. But everybody's got a podcast these days. Um, Podcasts are part of the cultural backdrop, just like CB radios were part of the cultural backdrop, just like uh, uh, skateboards were part of the cultural backdrop. And comic publishers forever have been trying to tie into things that are going in on the times. The drawback is in 20 years or 10 years or five years, 
yes, you might go back months. and read some of these. And, well, I don't think podcasts are going away. Um, I didn't say podcasts were going away. But, you know, in, in, you know, a couple of years, somebody will go back and read through these and go, wow, this is really dated. This really feels weird to read this stuff that is outdated. And a good example of this is when we went back and read the, I think it was Robin year one. I forget which Robin trade we read on the major spoilers podcast a while ago, but it was Robin doing all is Tim Drake doing all this really weird, like computer stuff, you know, hacking stuff. And it was like, at the time it felt very natural for him to be doing that. But looking at it today, you're like, wow, this is really old and archaic and outdated and has no place in a modern readers read of this comic. But these comics are made for immediate month to month readers. Uh, so I think that in this case where you're, you're concerned about the podcast, I think this is no different than the Joker having a Christmas special. In I, that, I don't know what that means. Well, you know, the Joker does a, a holiday special. He ties up the mayor. He ties up the, the, the police commissioner. And he says, if Batman doesn't get down here and uh, fight me, then I'm going to blow everybody up. Well, everybody used to the, the Christmas holiday special used to be a thing back in the day. Today, it's not. So I, I don't really have a, I don't, I see where you're coming from. And I have a problem with this trying to tap into, uh, today's, uh, zeitgeist. But I also think that that's something that's always been there and always been around. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of the point is, is it necessarily, you know, being around or being a well-tested something that you hear in comics for years and years and years, does that necessarily make it work here? And I feel like it really doesn't because a, they're talking about the streams. Oh, the streams. And I just, it doesn't necessarily. But I think he's, a, isn't like, it a live stream? He's doing a live stream. I don't think it's, a, I don't, I don't think know. it's a podcast. They call it a podcast at certain points in the, in the arc, but I'm also just like it, it really feels a little bit like a how you doing fellow kids moment for me. And normally I love that sort of thing. You know, if you say to me, Hey, who's the coolest member of the Legion of superheroes? The answer is clearly Beppo, the super monkey. But more importantly, I feel like it does, you know, you're, you're right. It does lock it into a certain time in a certain place. And I feel like by doing this particular story, it almost feels to me dated when we got to it. You know, the, the backup story with Gotham girl is, is filled with Gotham girl raging about how the system has to be burned down. It's a flawed system and everything has to be destroyed and the whole thing has to go. That feels, you know, very, very, uh, you know, meaningful and fresh right now. 1960s. Yes. That's also the thing, you know, that the last five or seven years of the, of uh, reality have just been a let's all burn it down and start from the beginning for some people. So I feel like that works, but I also feel like the Riddler, you know, the classic Riddler thing of, I'm going to tap into all of the televisions in Gotham, riddle me this. I don't necessarily feel like that would have been better, but I also feel like that might have been for me less, uh, out, not necessarily even out of place, but less sort of jarring, you know? And it may just be that you're right. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I'm on a few. And what, you know, what the Riddler is doing. And, you know, even if you're saying, hey, is this a live stream? What the Riddler is doing doesn't really look like it would do what they're saying it's doing. I don't know. You know, just a complaint that I have. 
people die. Things happen. Gotham City is always a terrible place. No matter how much good happens, everybody's evil and bad. So I, I think my real complaint is that mustache. Yeah, I uh, saw that and I was like, I have no idea what's going on with this look. I'm not a I'm not a fan of hipster uh, Riddler. Uh, mustache but, wax. Uh, I mean, just just the whole look that, is not. That also feels like absolutely cutting edge for 2018. And maybe it's all again. Kind I probably of... haven't read a, a detective comic since then, so I don't know if this is a look he's sported for a while. No, no, it debuted in 1059. He was clean shaven when we saw him uh, during the last mess with uh, Lex Luthor. Mm. When Lex was Apex Lex, and he's like, Riddler, you're a loser, you're a jerk, you're a schmuck. And Riddler's like, maybe I'll be the best villain ever. And baby monkeys might fly out my butt. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so bottom line for me is this is a fine comic. There's really nothing wrong with it, especially if you've been reading the previous issues. You're going to be right in line with this. I really don't have problems with structure. I don't have problems with uh, the the technical side of the art. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with coloring. I think it's all fine. Um, I think for me, the biggest hang up is I haven't read this, this series in a long time and coming into this is very much a, huh? What? And so, uh, which they actually use that as a line in this, in this comic, in the, in the, in the Gotham girl backup story. Um, so I don't think this is a good jump on a jumping on point. J Michael T in the uh, discord says, uh, but they do say that next uh, issue is a great jumping on point. So maybe wait for that. Uh, so you can, you can get in on board on the ground floor with the next, uh, detective comic story. I'm going to go middle of the road on this. Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, if you're wanting to get into comics right now, jump in, this isn't a horrible comic. You're just going to be really, really confused. Uh, so, so that, that's all I have to say on, on the detective comics front. I, I mostly agree. I feel like structurally I have issues. Conceptually I have issues, but the basic breakdown is fine. The art, I think, in, in both parts of the story is, is good. I feel uh -huh. like I like the Gotham Girl art a little better. But all in all, I feel like this is kind of a... Uh, eh, I could skip this. I mean, I've read the last three issues of this book. So when this arc started and they're like, here's a stupid mustache, I'm like, okay, well, I'll check this arc out. I want to give it, you know... Give it attention. I want to give it time. I want to give it care. I don't want people to be like, you just hate Batman. And by people, I mean you. But more importantly. I don't hate Batman. No, but you say I hate Batman. No, I never say I hate Batman. I love Batman. Yes, I, I enjoy Batman. I love I love the Flash more uh, than Batman. Um, uh, Pronoun and I And I certainly love wally west more than i like barry allen but that's a podcast that we're about to record in a few minutes anyway that's ladies and gentlemen that is where we're going to wrap it up this week in fact that's where we're going to wrap it up with this show completely this show is going on an extended hiatus there are things on my plate that have been backed up since uh, 2018 and so i'm going to be working on those over the next couple of months and uh, then we'll see if this show comes back or not but for everyone who's been tuning in to dueling review all these years we certainly appreciate everything that you have done hit us up in our major spoilers discord server uh we certainly look forward to seeing you over there and until next time whenever that may be there's going to be a lot of comics that come your way get out there and read something awesome
This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.